Shalom Saints, I have a prayer request for my son, Mangoba Mapulane, who is not well. Tuesday he will be going to Pretoria for an operation and he, is, and he has an ear problem as, as well. Um, Sister Nombuso. Amen. Shall we pray? Kind and true Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning, Lord, that you have accorded us again an opportunity to gather in your presence, Lord. Father, we raise our hands unto thee in thanksgiving and in praises, Lord. We thank you, Father, for the offerings and the tithes that have been presented in obedience to thy word. Lord, Father, there is nothing will stand in the way when a scripture has been performed. Father, for you said every scripture shall be fulfilled, every iota, every dot, every comma and every full stop shall be fulfilled in thy word, Father. Hence, Almighty God, we pray that everything that pertains to the fulfillment of this scripture as in the blessing that should come upon your children, Father, let it be so, Almighty God, is according to the word. Heavenly Father, we pray for Manoba, O God, who is going for an operation. Father, we know that when we pray, Father, it is Almighty God already done. We sing that song that it is already done. Father, we know that you died for him on Calvary, Lord. Father, you died for every sinner. You died for our sickness. 
Almighty God, you died on the cross. You nailed everything on the cross, Father. Our hope is in the cross. Our burdens are lifted up at Calvary. Father, here, Father, is a burden for the families, a burden for the churches, a burden, Father, for each and everyone that is concerned, oh God, with this sickness. Father, we pray that, Lord, you may come and lift us up, oh God, and lift up this burden. Father, that at the time appointed, we will come back again to thee to give thee praise and honor. We pray as we commit all these things unto thee, even the coming of the word. As our hearts have been prepared, Lord, I pray that, Lord, it may find a resting place. Oh, Father, oh God, a fruitful ground, Lord, where the right fruit shall be. Almighty God, harvest it at the right time, Father. Father, with that, we will give thanks and praise unto thee. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 We can take our seats for... This morning, uh, he lifts us up above the storms, and then we can come back and testify of his wondrous works. Amen. Uh, we would just like to welcome Brother Keith and Brother Patterson. Amen. Welcome, brothers. And any other visitors this morning? Um, brothers, we say be welcome, don't feel welcome in the house of the Lord. This is your house for the day, so welcome. And then we've got apologies from Brother Dipadi and Brother Andrew and Brother Washington this morning. And then just, uh, and Brother Kune as well, they couldn't make it to the house of the Lord. And then just a reminder that uh, Brother Philip Andre and Sister Winnie is still in Australia, so um, keep them in our prayers. Amen. And then, Brother Grace. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood.
all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you happy this morning? Amen. Amen. I think Brother Wati just forgot to pass an apology for the churches. Uh, The road is very bad where they are on the farm because it has been raining. They couldn't get out. Amen. Amen. Now, shall we go to the reading of the words? God bless you musicians. Turn our Bibles to Matthew 17. Matthew chapter 17. We know the fires in Australia, but it's brother Philip and sister Wina are safe. Amen. Is it found? Alright, Matthew 17, from verse 1, as it is a custom, we're going to read it together. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother. Amen. I don't know how other disciples felt, because every time, whenever there is... There was something of spiritual significance. These three gentlemen were brought in. You remember? Amen. Amen. When they went to Jairus' house, the three men were there. In the Garden of Gethsemane, three men were there. On Man Transfiguration, three men were there. Amen. Uh, it tells you that a, you can have a group but within a group, there are few that reach the call. Do we agree? Amen. And bringeth them up into a high mountain apart. And was transfigured before them. And his face it did shine as the sun. And his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. Then answered to Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is not good for us to be here. It is good for us to be here. 
If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles. One for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias. And when he speak, behold, a bright cloud overshadows them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud. We said, this is my beloved son. In whom I'm pleased, I'm, in whom I'm pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were so afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only. As they came down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, saying, Tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man be risen again from the dead. As we bow our heads, gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate your grace this morning. We appreciate your accessibility this morning. We, acce- we appreciate your coming down into this sanctuary this morning. When your presence is here, people are going to be healed. When your presence is here, people are going to be re-energized. There's never been a time where a human being could ever be in your presence and remain the same. May you be gracious this morning and speak to us in a very special and particular way that when we leave this place, we must leave it with a certain sound. My greatest desire as I stand and report for duty, hide me behind under the blood. May I stand here and declare nothing but the oracles of the living God. May lives be changed, dear God. May sinners be delivered. Anyone that needs deliverance, I know you are in the building right now to bring deliverance in time of need. Be gracious, dear God, as you circumcise my lips and circumcise their ears so that the Holy Spirit could come and fill up the sanctuary and everything could work harmoniously in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly. As you take your seats, <clears throat> excuse me. Yesterday I was at a funeral. It was raining, and the pastor was the one that had an umbrella, and he couldn't finish preaching. So it was just raining on us. Amen. So I'm a bit fluish this morning, but we will continue. Amen. I thought if you preach to people and they are in the rain and you are under the umbrella, you make it very short. Amen. But that was not the case. Amen. We appreciate the Lord uh, this morning uh, for His grace. Amen. Now, I want to speak on the adoption season 
That's what I want to speak on this morning, the adoption season. Are you with me? But before I get there, I was very much blessed by what the prophet said in one message. I think it is the masterpiece. He speaks about an old man called Brother Dodge. And he says, last night I visited a friend that's sick, Brother Bill Dodge. I don't see him here this morning. Somehow I don't. Here he is. And I was thinking an old man of 91 years old, still storming across the country through the desert and over the snowy mountains and the slick roads. Hallelujah. He don't have to do that. God has been good to him. He don't have to do that. He could sit home and have servants uh, fanning him if he wanted to. But something happened to Bill Dodge. He was born again. And when it was, something came into his heart that all he lives for is to attend these services. Hallelujah. Yes. How many have got the desire to live longer? And all you've got to do is just to attend all the services. Amen. I think that's what David said. I wish I could spend the rest of my life in the house of the Lord. Amen. Now, we appreciate the Lord. Uh, uh, Brother, if you bring this quotation as I built my foundation. Now, we are going to show being born again. We are going to show... Uh, again, being born again, and adoption, and the placing. Amen. Amen. Uh, you being born again, it does not mean that you are adopted. There is a difference between being born again and being adopted. adopted uh, being adopted is not, is not something that just happens instantly. It's a process. Are you here? Amen. I say it is a process. Now, in the message, Adoption, paragraph 163, Brother Brenham says, Do you believe in dispensations? The Bible said so. In the dispensation of time, of the fullness of time. What is the fullness? What is the fullness of time? He says there's been a dispensation of, of, well, there was a dispensation of the Mosaic law. We are no longer under the Mosaic law, but we know the seven Adventists would aspire to live under this dispensation, but we are no longer under the Mosaic uh, dispensation. Are you here? Yeah. Can you say amen? amen? Satan must not hold you back. Amen. Uh, kick that uh, the old devil out and say, I'm going to have church. Amen. Amen. Now, then he says, there's been, there was a dispensation of John the Baptist. There was a dispensation of Christ. There was a dispensation of church organization. There was a dispensation of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And it says, now, hallelujah, now, are you with me, my brother? Amen, where is it? It says, now is the dispensation of adoption. 
not it will be, not it was, but now is the dispensation of adoption. Now, a lot of times, believers I've picked up that they would want when, if you say you were great, or you're going to be great, they accept that. But if you say you are great now, people don't relate very well to current reality. Hallelujah. They want us to speak about the greatness that was there. They want us to speak about the greatness that is coming, but they fail to see the greatness that is now. Are you still with me? Now, if, if we speak about, if there is a prophecy, there's got to come a time where somebody comes and say, what was prophesied has now been fulfilled. Hallelujah. Uh, if uh, you can't, uh, I believe, sisters, if your husband keeps on saying, I will, I will, I will, at some point in time you get very irritated because this I will, it must come to a point where you say, what I promised, this is what it is. Uh, hallelujah. Sorry, man, to keep you on your toes, but a promise that is being made, it has to be kept. Hallelujah. If Jesus made a promise, Jesus must do. If Jesus made a promise, what must happen? He must keep the promise. If you make a promise, you must keep. Hallelujah. I hope we are together here this morning. Now, in the in this scripture here, In the message, The Bridge, paragraph 69, Brother Brenham says, Then they are sealed unto their eternal destination. Hallelujah. There is not nothing can ever break that seal. He speaks about how a parcel would be sealed and will be moving from one point to the other. He says in, in between the process, the seal can never be broken until the parcel reaches a destination. And once it reaches the destination, it is the owner of the parcel that will break the seal. So are we together to break the seal? Are we together? Now he says, there's not nothing can ever break that seal. You are putting your scripture down. Ephesians 4.30 said, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed until the day of your redemption. Amen. Then it says, hold that weight, redemption. See, now, if, if, if we say until the day of redemption, there must come a time where somebody says, the day of redemption is now. Yes. Are you still with me? We cannot just say until the day of redemption, until the Son of Man is revealed, until the rapture. There must come a season where we say, now it is that season. Are you, are you still with me? Now, the prophet comes, he continues, he says, hold that wait, redemption, see, until the day that the book of redemption has been revealed and the redeemer comes to claim his possession, nothing can do it. Now, your prophet teaches you that until the day of redemption, it is until the day when the book is revealed. 
Are you still with me? Paul says, until the day of redemption. And William Branham says, the day of redemption is the day when the book of redemption was revealed. When was the book revealed? 1963, it was the breaking of the seals. So today I cannot say, until the day of your redemption, I can say, lift up your heads, for your redemption is here. Are you still with me? Now, while I read, I say, a lot of people are looking forward to greatness, but fail to see greatness where they are. He says in the message, Jairus and Divine Healing, paragraph 37. There are people, maybe before I get into this quotation, they believe that they must be unhappy, they will be happy in the millennium. Hallelujah. They say, yes, we have to be miserable here, but brother, the day is coming. Are you still with me? There are people that say, there is no need to be blessed now. We will be blessed in the millennium. But your prophet has got a different take on the matter. In the message, Jairus and Divine Healing, paragraph 37, he says, the devil is just trying to scare you out of something. He is trying to put something on. We cannot postpone our blessings. If God spoke it about it and it is available now, I'm not going to postpone it. I am going to access it right now. Uh, This blank check that we're given is not postdated. You put a date on the check. You put the signature on the check. Because everything that he died for is available right now. Then somebody say amen. He says, he's trying to put something off somewhere else and say, some of these days, you will be this. You are now. Now, we are sons of God. Now, we are seated together in heavenly places. Now, we have all powers in heavens and the earth. Now, we have it. Not in the millennium. We won't need it then. We've got it now. Hallelujah. You don't need divine healing in millennium. You don't need your spoken word to become a reality in millennium. You need it when? You need deliverance when? You need redemption when? Everything that you need is available, not tomorrow, now. It says, right now, we are the sons of God. It does not appear what we shall be, but we know we will be like him. What you are is a reflection of what you are somewhere else. Those he justified, those he called, he justifies. Is that right? Those he justified, he has glorified. Already, in the presence of the Father, we have a glorified body. Say, who? Wasn't that deep? 
Hallelujah. Right now, you are saying you are going to the glorified body. Brother Bram says right now in the presence of God, you've got your glorified body. I hope we are together here. Now, in the message, again, in the message, What Think Ye of Christ, paragraph 23, he says, what are we going to need miracles? What are we going to need miracles in the millennium when we are supernatural beings? How are we going to need those things? Now the Bible says, now we are the sons of God. Now and is now a present tense. Now are we the sons? Not we will be. We are now. We are this morning. We are this very hour. Now we are the sons of God, seated together, set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And furthermore, in the message, the Lord to show us the Father, I'm just building my foundation here. He says, paragraph 86, he says, don't resent that because he, he realizes He's going to say something very profound. He says, don't resent that. He says, that's the truth. The rapture, the rapture, come on church, are you waiting for the, are you waiting for the rapture? Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. The rapture, <laughs> when? Now. Everything that you need, it's already in you right now. But Satan would want to say, you're waiting for it. You're not waiting for it. You have it. There is a reason why I do that. If this fan could be switched off. Amen. Now let's come to this scripture, the book of Galatians, getting into our main subject. Galatians, the fourth chapter, and the first verse. Is it found? Let's read it together. Now I say, that the hair, as long as he is a child, Differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. So it tells you that as soon as the son is born, is no different from the servant. Although he's got access to everything, but he's not different. Brother, bring Ephesians 1, verse 1. <clears throat> Excuse me. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Are we all reading? To the saints which are at Ephesus. And to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace. From God our Father. 
and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Blessed, not is going to bless us, blessed us with all spiritual blessings. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having, having, this is a critical one, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ. According to the good pleasure of his will. While you bring the other quotation, the next quotation, brother, I want us to go and zoom in on the statement, having predestinated us unto, and the prophet of God comes, he says, what does the word unto mean? The word unto, it means there is something we are coming to. He says unto, I'm going unto the fountain. I'm going unto the chair. Brother Holmes, you get that. I'm going unto the desk. He predestinated us unto the adoption of the children of Jesus Christ himself according as his own good pleasure of his will. How much pleasure? Whose pleasure was it? Whose goodness? His own. His own good pleasure of his own will. Are we together? Already tells you that you are coming unto adoption. Coming, it means it's a process. You move from one stage to the other stage. Are you still with me? Now we say it's in the message of the manifested sons of God, paragraph 114. It says, now, what is adoption? Now, let me get to this now. I don't know whether I, I won't have time to get through, but it says if there is a question, you ask me a little later on sometime in the message. It says, listen, your adoption is not your birth. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. You were born again, but that was not your adoption. Yes. Why? You cannot be trusted with power until your character is developed. Yes. And your prophet says a power without character is satanic. If you've got power without character, you're going to cause a lot of problems. Amen. That is why there is a delay time. Amen. You are born into the family, but you are not adopted into the family. Your adoption is subject to the process. Amen. As soon as you are born, then a tutor, the Holy Ghost, is appointed to overlook your process and check how you do things how your behavior and from time to time the Holy Spirit goes to the father and gives an account and say father this is what she's doing this is what she's doing and on the basis of the report the father will make a determination whether you are eligible for adoption or not for adoption are you still with me 
Jesus was born. Jesus was there. He was baptized at River Jordan. But Mount Transfiguration came after Jesus was tested in the desert. You can never be adopted until you are tested. You can never be given power until you are tested. You can never be trusted by God until your character is developed. Every child of God that comes to God must face a trial of some sort. Folks, let me put it and let me sound a warning bell. I can never, no one can cushion the blows of your trials. Everyone has got their trial And they must go through their trial Mommy cannot stand for you Daddy cannot stand for you Pastor can never stand for you Deacons can never stand for you Fellow believers can never stand for you Your trial is your trial alone Come on a second Does somebody know what I'm talking about? You are trying, even there are times in the moment of your trial, even God is silent in your trial. God is not going to spoon food you because He wants to make sure you are not a bastard child. And how you turn out during a process determines who you are. I say, God, give us more trials to test our, our pedigree, to test who we are. Are you still with me? Job face a trial. You're going to face a trial. Brother Bram says the greatest illusion in Christian cycles today, we tell people about Christianity and we make it seem like it's a bed of flowery ease. It is not the case. It's a battlefield. Brother, what spoke about putting the full armor of God? You can't put the full armor unless you are preparing for a battle. You can never be declared to be a victor until there is a battle. Come on, folks. Who have you ever seen being crowned a champion without going through a series of tests? You can never just wake up and say, you are a victor. Victor over what? There's got to be victory over a particular situation. And not something, your victory will never be shared. That's why everyone in the building, they've got their own distinct testimony. Your testimony is not like my testimony. You have not gone through what I've gone through. I've not gone through what you've gone through. You and you alone know what you went through. Hallelujah. That's why your testimony can never be plagiarized. I can't steal your testimony and make it my testimony. It is my personal account. It must be your personal account. Are you still with me here? Okay, let's put it this way. Is there a time when a teacher prepares to give students a test and students go into the teacher's office and say, don't put this question, put that one. Yeah? But why Christians want to come and say, that trial, God remove it. Why do we want to choose our trials? Are you still with me? Then the prophet says, your adoption is not your birth. Your adoption is your placing. You were born again. So that means if you are not born again, we don't even talk about adoption. 
You've got to be born again. This one I cannot emphasize. Brother Bram says, today people hate birth because birth is messy. There's never, there's no beautiful birth. It's a mess. It's blood, water all over. It's just a mess. And a lot of times people hate that. But you can never be accepted by God until there is blood. Until there is breaking of water and breaking of blood and coming off of the spirit. Because those three elements is what brings life. A lot of times people raised the hand in the church and thought they are born again. Some shook the pastor's hand and thought they were born again. You can shake my hand and still be a candidate for hell. The shaking of hands. Oh, goodness, holiness is not transmitted by shaking of hands. You have to be born again. Nicodemus, you must born again. Must, it means it is compulsory. And your prophet comes, he says, what is the new birth? He says, it's Jesus Christ revealing himself personally to a believer by the Holy Ghost. Oh, folks, not somebody that you know as a collective, but where you know as an individual. And say, I know what I'm talking about. A lot of times, Christians, a lot of times, they talk about what they don't know. And they get tested based on what they claim to be. And when that moment comes, a lot of them fail. Can somebody say amen? It says, John 1, 17, I believe we were born of the Spirit of God. We are sons of God, but we were predestinated. Here is what I'm trying to get to you. For these sons of the last day, we are predestinated unto adoption. Now here we are. This is what hurts Pentecostals a little. They say, God born again, praise the Lord. God to the Holy Ghost, fine. You are a child of God, that's right. But yet that and what I'm talking about, you were predestinated unto adoption. Adoption is placing a son. Then he continues 195, the same message, brother. He says, now to place, how, you, how are you? You are first born into the kingdom by the Holy Ghost. How many knows that? All right. The next, you are predestinated unto the what? Adoption. What is that? You are predestinated unto the placing. So that means when you are born in the family and this son is born in the family, he's got no right to issue any instructions. Hallelujah. He is no different. And you, parents, especially you that are blessed, you have to understand this one. I'm told about a certain man, I think it was the, the, the Oppenheimers. I'm told that the Oppenheimers, normally they would have never allowed any of their children to work in their businesses until they have attained Oxford University degree. So, you, you have a spaza, 
As soon as your child is born, he's already there counting money. But here is a billionaire. He says, you're not involved in my business. You have to go and study like everybody else. You have to go there and get that degree and come back and apply in my company and be appointed by an HR director of my company because although you are my son by blood relation, but you have to be proven whether you will be accountable. Are you still with me? And I believe that maybe they must have got a wind of how the adoption process works about. Are you still with me? Now, 201, the same message, brother. The very same message, paragraph 201. It says, see, Ephesians, see, they miss that. Then they miss it. We are predestinated unto the adoption of sons. How many understand what I mean? Adoption, we are born in the spirit of God. Yes, sure. Receive the Holy Ghost and cry, Abba, Father, hallelujah, glory to God. We are children, but we can't get nowhere. We can't weep the Philistines. We are born in the family by the spirit, but we can't weep the Philistines. We've got to go through the process. Hallelujah. You are born in the family, but you have no power that comes with the name of the family. You are treated as a servant. You are behaving as even servants can instruct you. But the tutor is observing you. And from time to time, he takes the report to the father and say, your son, your daughter. And a lot of times, you've got to be taken through a series of trials. You've got to be taken through different conditions because he cannot give a report only when you are happy. And say, your son today, he is obedient because it was your birthday. He has to make sure that even when death has struck the family, how do you behave? He has to check again when sickness has struck you, how do you behave? Folks, he has to check even at times where you've got plenty, how do you behave? Because he must know that at irrespective of the condition, your behavior is consistent. Come on, people. Have you ever seen people that behave great under certain circumstances? They are happy under certain circumstances. But as soon as a certain situation arises, then you wonder, is this the very person that I spoke to earlier on? It's a different matter because a real situation arose. But Brother Brenham, Billy Paul said the greatest miracle that I ever saw Brother Brenham perform, it is how he was able to respond to the same under any condition by the name of Jesus Christ. Until he says, I couldn't tell a difference between his enemies and his friends. But our sons know our enemies. And they help us to fight our enemies. Even in the funeral, he says, that enemy must not talk. 
But here is a prophet the son couldn't even know. Brother, in the message, the position in Christ, paragraph 72. We're just going to go through the process now. Paragraph 72. I think you've got a date, the 22nd. Now, Brother Bram says, now, the play, now placing the sun. First thing, after the sun was in, he became a son. But then we find out his behavior is what set him to adoption whether he behaved right or not. Now, here is one thing that I do believe, that when a child, the Bible speaks back there, that when the child had been raised, the tutor kept the father posted on the conduct of the child. Now, the tutor in this manner has been the Holy Spirit to the Pentecostal and the church. And remember, the child, no matter what would ever take place, it was born a child, it will always be a child. Amen. Isn't it beautiful? Amen. You can't be unborn when you are born into the family. Yes. But it doesn't mean that you've got access to the power of the family. And when a man is born of the Holy Ghost, he becomes a child of God. For it is actually a second birth, a regeneration that creates something in the man that was in there to begin with. When every man is born into the household of faith, he becomes a child. You don't just come to the today and late in the afternoon you speak squirrels into existence. Oh, hallelujah. God is not a showmanship. Uh, there's got to be some character development. Then it says, then the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, follows this man and brings, not the church folks, are you with me? Not the deacons, not the pastor. The Holy Spirit follows this man. And the Holy Spirit is wherever you are, the Holy Spirit is watching. Church people cannot be there, but the Holy Spirit is there. The pastor may not be there, but the Holy Spirit is there. Are you, are you still with me? Then the Holy Spirit follows this man and brings weight to God how he is progressing. Now, this child become of age. Now, he's still a child. But if the child was reckless and never paid any attention and wasn't so interested in the father's work, that child never became adopted to that family, although he is born into that family. I'm splitting hairs this morning. Then it says, but if he was a correct child, a good child, loved the work of his father, and was interested 
and tried to do all he could to progress his father's work. Then the tutor brought that weight to the father and there was what called the placing of the son as Paul gives it over in Galatians, the adoption. That we were predestinated into the adoption of children by Jesus Christ, the adoption. Now, the same son that was born into a family could be adopted into the same family or placed in the same family and be given a position in the family that he was born into. I do believe that this is the work of the Holy Spirit today among the churches. Is trying to place the church positionally, apostles, teachers, and so forth. We have seen many false alarms and so forth moving amongst the people, which only indicated that the real, genuine adoption was at hand. Yeah. I see people that are unbelievers over on your, on your internet. People that have never been to church and they say, 2020, it is a year of manifesting. I said, these people have never sat in a message church. They have never come across the spoken way. But the devil knows that something is about to be a reality. But before a genuine thing comes, he brings an impersonation. So that when you look and say, the world does it, then you don't take notice of it because it's impersonated by the way. Everywhere I've seen, I've heard even a rap, a rap music star say, speak things into existence. I say, we're under what anointing? Then I realize that Satan knows we are entering a season where it is not just the season of the born again. Where it is not just the season of the adopted, but the season of placed sons and daughters of God. What does it mean to be placed? You occupy a certain position. When you are born again and they bring a checkbook to you and say, we need this to be signed. You look around and say, look, let me take it to my father. Then you take it to the father. Then the father signs. Then you take out to the check. You give it to the people. You are born again. But when you are adopted, the father is not there. Hallelujah. It is the son there. And when somebody comes and says, we've got this matter. You don't take the matter and bring it to God. You don't take the matter and bring it to the Father. The authority of the Father is now delegated onto the Son. I don't know whether somebody understands. I say you don't take it to the Father. It does not mean the Father is not important. But all the Father wants, He put it into the Son. Uh, come on church, are you here? All oh, that the Father, all the powers of the Father now becomes the power of the Son. Oh, brother, then this individual comes before the, the Son and say, I need this to be done. The Son does not need to consult because the Son has been proven. The son does need not to consult with the father. The son has been tested. The son says, bring the matter before me. This is 
is how the matter must be resolved. And the father is looking at the son through the window of the office. He said, that's my son. That's exactly how I want it to be done. This morning, if you are sick, we cannot take your matter there. Brother Bram said the deity is no longer in the deity. Folks, the prophet messenger, the deity is no longer in. Where's the deity? If our father thou art in heaven, not today. Our father thou art in us. The father and I is exactly the same thing. I can't do anything until I see the father doing it. Come on folks. We are right in the season. We are not Pentecostals. We are not born again group. We have taken up to a higher level. I hope somebody will get it. Then it says, paragraph 23, when this boy became of age and when he was ready for his adoption. Folks, you can ask, are we ready for adoption? I have preached this message almost for 26 years. I have lived this message for so many years. It's almost, I'm approaching almost 30 years. Now, do you think after 30 years in the message, I will tolerate to become a powerless believer? A believer that is being intimidated by Satan. That I'm afraid of Satan. If I sleep, I can't sleep because I'm afraid of witches. If I go to school, I'm afraid of devil worshippers. Folks, I am not afraid of the devil even himself. Hear me out. I'm glad you are clapping hands and he's waiting for me after church. Say, so you have been preaching about it. Let's put it to the test. He's listening to me and I'm not going to change it. We had a beautiful convention in Venda. Very beautiful. We had a wonderful time. And I, if I show you immediately after the convention, if I show you the, ex- the accident that the pastor was involved in, his entire back of Mercedes-Benz was lashed off by a, a, a truck. But guess what? The children were there. He was there. The car did not, the, 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 the truck did not have brakes. Uh, brakes. It was a, a runaway, runaway truck. It was coming down here and it smashed on their back. It destroyed the entire part of Mercedes-Benz. But none of them were touched. <laughs> Come on, folks. Why? I say, Satan, Mercedes-Benz, you can touch it. It's an earthly material. But there is something that you will never touch. That's the sons and daughters of God. Folks, I say, we are not afraid of Satan. He will break into our houses, but he will never break into our hearts. Are you here? Now, a scripture says, whatever you bind here on earth shall be. It doesn't get bound in heaven first. 
heaven has got no power to bind. It doesn't get released in heaven. Heaven has got no power to release. It must be bound here. Then heaven will say, my sons and daughters bound you. Even heaven will bind you. And if we release you here, you are released there. The agency. I gave an example the other time. I say, if your BMW breaks down and you dare go on the the internet and send an email to Germany, to the headquarters of BMW and say, I've got a problem with my BMW, they are not going to entertain you. They will send a message and say, in South Africa, we have an agency there. You go to them, they've got every solution. Every problem that BMW encounters, they've got a solution for it. You don't need to come to Germany. Right where you are, there is an agency. And this morning, if you are sick, and you look to heaven, heaven says, all that was in the Father has now been put into the church. There is an agency that has got God's power. Every solution of humanity can be resolved by them. That's why this morning, I don't take it like an ordinary service. I'm in the midst of adopted sons and daughters of God. Whatever they say, heaven respects it. If they say it goes, it goes. When the son is adopted, the day is adopted and a servant disrespected the son. Before he could disrespect the son and the son will never say a way. But when he's adopted and he disrespected the son, then the son will say, you are fired. And the man will go to the father and say, they fired me. Say, who fired you? My son. The father will say, he fired you. You are fired. And if the son hires you, you are hired. If he fires you, you are fired. We've got the authority this morning to fire everything that comes our way. We've got authority this morning to hire anything. And if we say you are hired, you are hired. If we say you are fired, you are fired. This morning, under the authority of the word of God, and as an adopted son of God, I can come across cancer and say, cancer, you are fired. Come on, church. Cybitis, you are fired. HIV, you are fired. Depression, you are fired. Divorce, you are fired. Demons, you are fired. Satan, you are fired. Whatever we fire, heaven fires it. Hallelujah. It will never change. We are the adopted sons of the living God. Come on, church. It's not for the pastor. It's not for the prophet. It's not for the chickens. Every member that is in the family can rise wherever they go and say, you, you are fired. And serve the papers. Don't come back here. You are done. You are no longer welcome. Hallelujah. That's the gospel for the hour. That is the season for the hour. The amateur God. 
the little God moving and speaking. DAT activated. Now your signature is the same as the Father's. But Brother Bram says, Satan is trying to hold us back and tell us that we are downtrodden people. Bring this problem and that problem. Every problem that we have encountered is a product of time. But you are not a product of time. You were there before all the problems, before the foundation of the world. God chose you in him. Every problem is linked to this flesh. But there is a man within a man that can never be affected by the things that affect this man. Oh, brother, you are retrenched. It is this flesh. That one can never be retrenched. You are sick. It's this man. That one can never be sick. You are dying. It's this man. That one can never die. Are you with me? Now, when this boy became of age, and when he was ready for this adoption, now we can try it. Sur Malaka to keep you moving. Amen. Amen. Let it blow behind me. Amen. Amen. Are you still with me? Do you love these things? Yes, sir. We appreciate God. I see Brother Caesar was reminding me on Wednesday. Say, Pastor, do you remember there was a time when Brother Fred was struggling to come to church? His car broke down and you sat in the pulpit. May God grant you a chariot that will never get sick. That chariot is parked outside. Amen. Amen. Now, when this boy became of age, and when he was ready then for his adoption, and he had proved by the tutor, and had told the father that this boy was eligible for adoption, he took, he he was taken out into a public space. Folks, When God blesses you, he will never bless you secret. And what is the recipe? Never testify secretly about him. If you go public, he's going to go public. Amen. Do we agree? Hope we are together. Amen. Now, then it says... And when this boy became of age, and when he was ready for, this, for his adoption, and had proved by the tutor, had told the father that this boy was eligible for adoption, he was taken out into a public space. And there he was roped with a rope. This now brings the scripture that God will lay the table 
in front of my enemies. Amen. Somebody says the the bigger the number of the enemies, the bigger the table. (laughs) Amen. And there he was robed with a robe. Folks, what a moment. What a moment when you are eligible and the whole city is being called and was served up in the whole city and all the people around about seeing the father adopt his own son into the family. Then when he was adopted into the family, already a son, already a child, already a heir of grace, but placed in the family. You get it? Now when he was placed in the family and given his position, then that boy's name on the check was just as good as his father's name on the check. Amen. Mm. Amen. Now, that means somebody can come and knock on the door and say, I want to see the father. And the son opens and this man says, I want to see the father. Then this son will not look somewhere. He will say to the man, when you have seen me. <laughs> Before, if the knock came and said, where is your father? You can turn around and say, father, somebody is calling for you. But when he's adopted, they say, Philip, I've been with you this long. And you say, show us the father. What do you mean? Because you have seen the father. If you have seen, oh, brother. <laughs> so, folks, this, this, is, this, is, this is very dangerous what I'm saying. Because today, when people come and saw us, Show us God. A lot of times we want to say, don't you see the universe? Don't you look at the nature? This is the, this is the, the, the proof of the existence of God. For me, that is not the proof that is required for now. The proof that is required for now is that you want to see God. Hallelujah. Ah, I am a visible representation of the invisible God to the visible audience. Come on, don't stumble. I'm talking as a collective. I'm not referring to one man. You at your workplace, you can say, guys, you say, there is a God. And they say, where is that God? They say, that God, that is the God of the universe. Today, he has come to work. And, and if you are wearing a red dress, you can say, God is wearing a red dress. Don't be ashamed. There is a scripture. And that day, which day? This day. You shall know that I am in the Father. And the Father in me, but I 
in you. Who's you? Who is you in the eye in you season? You. You are a resident of God in the end time. And you can say, yeah, I know we've got a company doctor, but if you are really sick, you can pop into my office. Matters will be resolved. (laughs) Hallelujah. You can have a divine office at your workplace until people know that if I've got a back pain, that guy, I must go and see him during lunch. That sister must go and see her during lunch. And right at your workplace, you can lay hands on somebody. You can lay hands on your boss and say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I am your ambassador. May you deliver this person and the word will go around. There is God in that office. Uh, brethren, when God, Brother Brom says, where are we in this Abrahamic age? In the times of Abraham, the God of the universe dropped down into a body and went to the house of Abraham and they sat and ate together. God loves lunch. <laughs> Came for a lunch meeting with his partner. They were sitting there. A man and his God talking to each other about matters of life. <laughs> Folks, I'm not saying an angel. Maybe you have not. The God of the universe sitting in a man's house. And he was wearing whatever clothes that they were wearing. Where did he get them? He spoke to them. And if he spoke those clothes, God is still in the business of speaking clothes into existence. Are you here? Do you believe that story? God in a human flesh, wearing whatever Abraham was wearing, sitting in Abraham's house, having lunch with Abraham, talking face to face until the woman knew we are preparing lunch for God. Amen. Satan doesn't like that. He has channeled you to think this God is great of you. He can be a human being. And they were sitting there. Abraham talking to God. And the Bible says, as it was, so shall it be. But the so shall it be is not as easy as it was. You know why? It's because there he had a body to visit Abraham. But today he doesn't need a body. He wants to find a prepared body. And that body is you. Then he comes into you. Then when he's in you, is God eating lunch. Are you here, people? You are looking at the God that is in heaven. But that God this morning, he has left the corridors of eternity. And he has taken a a residency in bodies. Brother, you are sitting next to a God this morning. 
he's wearing whatever dress or, or suit that is sitting next to you. Let, let, me, let me remove it from the pulpit. There is Brother Grace. What, what color is it? Nice suit. What color is it? French. All right. Whatever color, I will say navy. For a lack of a better word. Navy. God, this morning, is wearing a navy suit. Are you with me? God, this morning, in church, is in my brother. God, this morning, is in my brother. God, this morning, is in my sister. If he was able to speak when he was in that form, he will know. God is always identified by his characteristic. If he's wearing a suit, if he was creator there, he doesn't become less of a creator when he's here. Ah, church, you are not hearing me. Brother Brenham says it's, the season is coming when a brother needs rain. He doesn't kneel down and fast the whole night. He goes to Brother Grace. Brother Grace, there is a problem on my farm. Hallelujah. I've been, I've been experiencing drought for so many years. And Brother Grace say, do you need rain, my brother? And Brother Grace says to me, my brother, the rain that you need, I give you that rain on your farm. And Brother Brenham say, from the mouth of Brother Grace, will activate the elements of nature. And rain will rain. He goes on to say, on that brother's farm. And I'm saying we are in that season. You guys, you think we're still in a season where we say, come to church. Hey, this is a season where you activate your deity. Adoption. While he's bringing this quotation, Peter, John, and James, the Bible in Matthew, in Luke, in Mark, it says after six days, he took them up to the mountain. Six days, if you are spiritual, we are now in the seventh. This is a time where the, oh brother, Moses went on Mount Sinai. Jesus went on Mount Calvary. William Bram went on Mount Sunset. Brother Bram said it was the same God bringing those mountaintop experiences. He says right now the church is on top of the mountain. We are not in the valley. We are on top of the mountain. What does it mean? There are people that are down on the bottom. They don't know and they don't see what we see. Peter, John, and James saw Moses, Elijah, and Jesus transfigured. 
Brother Bram says right there, Elijah represented the raptured saints. He says Moses represented the resurrected saints. He says Jesus represented the raptured saints. He says the cycle of life was complete on the mountain. Hallelujah. Do you want to tell me that after that experience, Peter was the same? Oh, brother. We can't be on the mountaintop forever. There are people that are down there. We have to go down back to them and tell them what happened on the mountain. Not only tell them, but demonstrate what happened on the mountain. Oh, brother. Coming down the mountain. You went there as an as a panike, but you are coming back as an adopted son. You went there powerless, but you are coming back with power and authority. Oh, brother. As you come down that mountain, nothing will stop you. Brethren, if I there is a most dangerous gun in Israel. Very beautiful but dangerous. If we give you that gun, are you gonna just put it in your in a cabinet and say, ah, this is a beautiful gun from time to time? You no, you're gonna to want to go, where's the shooting range? After you bought your car and it's a brand new and it moves, you need a highway. Just to test the matters. Come on, don't pretend like you have never done it. Oh, man. And you really forget that there are traffic cops. And just enjoy it. And for around nine o'clock, yeah, then you know that although I'm not in Germany, what is that route in Germany, brother? I'm like, Auto? Autobahn. Mm. That road, they don't have speed limit in Germany at that road. You drive the way you want. You can clock it, you can, yeah, on that road. No traffic cop. So if you are wondering whether BMW can go there, there is a road where it's allowed you to go all the way. And when they come out there, they say, yeah, this car can move. Because why? The manufacturer designed it to perform at a certain level. South African roads are restraining BMW to operate the way it is meant to operate. But when BMW is taken back to Germany, where it comes from, it operates the way it was meant to operate. You are restrained by Satan to operate at your optimum level. That's why I say come out of your environment. Rise out above your environment and operate optimally. Amen. Adoption. You remember the Mississippi woman? Brought Elijah out of the Bible. Grounded in aeroplane. Adoption, paragraph 76. Brother Ram says, working towards closing. He says, now, <laughs> this may choke you to death, 
But did you know that men that are sons of God are amateur gods? Mm. How many ever knew that? How many knows that Jesus said so? The Bible, Jesus said, did you know, did not your law say itself that ye are gods? And if you call them gods, which God said in Genesis 2 that they were gods. Because they were, had full dominion over the dominion of the world. He gives him dominion over all things. And he lost his godship. Folks, what did we lose? A godship is the quality of being a god. He lost his sonship. He lost his domain. And Satan took it over. But brother, we are waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God who will come back and take it over again. And it says the whole nature is groaning and waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. What was that animal that Brother Brennan prayed for? Opposum. That opossum, we are told, it was wounded. you remember? Yes, sir. It was a sickly opossum. Then we are told that Brother Brenham's house, from the corner house, it was the fifth house. you remember? Yes, and this opossum came. It bypassed the first house, the second house, and it, it knew the number of grace. Yes, they say, at this fifth house, I'm going to get into this fifth house. And opossum came there, and Brother Brenham ignored it, and he was reading somewhere where a young girl had thrown, I think, a child into the toilet or something like that. And Brother Brenham was saying, how can she do that? She's not a mother. And the voice said, you are condemning that mother, but you have failed to see a genuine mother in your house. And it says, here is an opossum that has been sick. But every day it has been feeding its own children. And Brother Bram said, God, forgive me. And a man went to the opposer and laid hands on an animal. Folks, our religion is a crazy religion. If you are not normal, you are not going to go do good in it. We pray even for animals. And he laid hands. Did he have a scripture? I don't remember a scripture where they laid hands on the animal. But this prophet came and laid hands on that opposer and said in the name of Jesus Christ. He called the healing on the opposer. Brother Brown said when I said amen, he said it stood up and it shook its body. He says it ran a few feet and it stopped and it says it looked at me and it said I could see that it was saying thank you sir. Divine healing ministered on an animal. If an animal that does not know God, if an animal that is without a soul, if an animal that is not a message believer can be healed, how much more about a message believer with a soul in their heart, in their body, they will be healed. I think that opposer must have gone to the other opposers and say, I think that time of the manifestations of the sons of God is about to be here. 
A human being is about to get his godship restored to them. One day he's running, he jumps the earth, he's going to pray for a person, and a bull comes from nowhere. It had killed a person a few weeks before. But when it came in contact with now an adopted son, he says, There was never fear in my heart. He didn't run for cover. He said to the bull, I said, Bull. I'm sorry I bothered you. But I'm on my way to pray for a sick person. I am a son. The bull knew the father. I am a son. But the power of the father was now with the son. He said, I'm not going to disturb you. He said, it came marching towards me. And he says, right there, I begin to see it going down. And it gave me a right of way. Says one day I was mowing the lawn right at the back of my house. I had taken off my shirt. He says all of a sudden the owners came on me. He says, I say, sorry to disturb you. I didn't know your nest was here. He said they moved away from me. What was that, folks? This is a demonstration of the season where we are. We, we can pray for the animals. We can talk to the animals. Why? Because Adam talked to them. We can talk to them again. A young girl was lost in Zimbabwe. I think Brother gave you that testimony. Somewhere in the woods, lost. And they were searching for the young girl. They looked around. And when they found the girl, she was surrounded by lions. I'm not telling you a story of 1884. I'm telling you about what happened last year. Are you still with me? Surrounded by lions. Guarding the child. What anointed that lion? I believe the message of the hour released an anointing of Eden. And the lions looked and said, no, we have eaten so many animals. But this is not an animal. This is a child that belongs to a message family. It is still a paradox. Hey, brother Thomas, sister Thomas, not Brother Thomas Day. The Thomas, the doubting one. Say, yeah, prove, prove. We don't prove God. We don't prove his moves. Are you still with me? We know what has happened. We've got experiences of what we are talking about. And you can never talk us out of our experiences. We know he is alive. And every son and every daughter in the building tonight they have the power Amen. to speak and the weight materializes because they are not just born again. Now we are in the adoption Amen. season. Amen. Others say it's going to be in the millennium, but I'm going to say, why would you need that in the millennium? We need it. The squeeze is going to happen when? We need the power of God when? Actually, the squeeze is already in full swing on individual basis. Most believers are waiting for the squeeze of the church, but I've seen believers individual going through the squeeze. 
But God knows you've got the power to overcome that squeeze. God bless you. As we stand to our feet. Everybody, let's just say, He is Lord, He is Lord. of that crowd but if they can shoot
How many agree his Lord? Amen. All right. Let's see. Stampin, it reaches to the highest. Uh, and then, Brother Grace will prepare. I surrender all after that one. It reaches to the That is like this. Give us another one. 
and you are an atheist, what is the first thing you say? Oh, I'm lucky. Huh? And your children are sitting at the back, a truck smashed, but could not reach where they are. Ah, brother, being an atheist is a difficult thing. But when you are a believer, when you come out of this car, you say, God, Satan, you are a liar. There is an evidence that God preserved my life. Does it ring a bell, Brother Grace, when you were involved in an accident? It was God. God is always there to protect us. Let's say, I surrender all, I surrender all. Then we, Brother Muslavi, if you come and wrap up in prayer for us. Amen.
let's close our eyes. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, this morning, Father, we would like to thank you. Surely, Father, you've came down this morning and spoke to us. Yes. We could feel your spirit moving in this place. And Father, you have came even before in the beginning of the year, Father. You've given us messages of encouragement, messages that has come to encourage us, to fortify us, to show us who we are, that we are manifested attributes, we are manifested sons, that we are not some outcasts out there, but we are your real sons and daughters. And Father, you've come this morning, Father, to give us encouragement, to give us weight, to give us knowledge, to know about ourselves, to know about the powers that is in us. Mm. That the power is not there in yes. heaven, but the power is within us. Thank you, Lord. That whatever, Father, we may need of us, Father, we just have to search deep within ourselves. Deep, not even in our bodies, mm. not in our spirits, but deep in our souls. Exactly. Because that is where our faith, our power mm. lays in, Father. And, yes. Father, we are so grateful. Mm. You have come to show us, Father, that whatever that we are, Father, it is not what we were before in the past, mm. but what is this not even what you're going to be in the future. Mm. But whatever we are, Let it is say. what we are now. Thank that you, as we speak, we are sons and daughters. You are sons and daughters now. Not only, Father, we sons and daughters, Father, but we are adopted sons and daughters mm. who has been given the power to be able to sign a check. Yes. Who has been given power, Father, to be able to bind because, Father, your word, you have just so told us now, Father, that whatever we bound here on earth, mm. it is bound there in heaven. Exactly. It is not bound there in heaven, but and being bound here on earth, but it is bound first with our words. Hallelujah. Father. That is why this morning, Father, we are so grateful, Father, that you have elevated us, Father, to a position that you want us to be, Father. The position of manifested attribute. The position of word bright that we are, Father. Because, Father, we can never be the word bright and manifested attribute, Father, unless we can manifest something we need to show, Father, who we are. That whenever, Father, when we pray, Father, we need to believe, Father, whatever we pray, it shall be done. Because the words tell us, Father, whatsoever we ask, if we believe, not, Father, if somebody believes for us, but if we believe, it shall be done unto, Hallelujah. unto us, Father. Whatever mountain, when we say this mountains, let it be moved. Shall we be. may be having mountains in our life this morning, Father. <laughs> we may be having trials and tribulation going on in our fight, in our lives, Father. But we know, Father, that you have made us of a certain material. The material that is your Hallelujah. Way, that whenever, Father, we go to a trial, it is because, Father, we are sons. It is for us to show what you have given, you have put into us. It is for us, Father, to manifest your power, to show to the world that, Father, if there is cancer, Cancer cannot stand Hallelujah. As, as much as cancer could not stand before your word, it cannot stand before your, your sons and daughters, Father. Mm. Or if there's a disease, Father, no disease can stand before us. If we pray, believing in our name, in, your, in, your, in, 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 in the healing, Father, that healing is going to take place. That is why this morning, Father, you have come, Father, even in the beginning of the year, Father, you have come, Father, and encouraged us, fortified us, Father, mm. so that when we come into this year, 2020, Father, we know how what 2020 will lay and yes. what lays ahead for us in this 2025. That, Father, you have given us power that whatever we wish, whatever we need, whatever our heart desires, Father, that we will be able to go out there and get it, Father. Only if we believe. And, Father, we are so grateful that you have given uh, our pastor this powerful yes. message this morning, that uh, adoption season, Father. So that, Father, that, that the season is now. The season for change is now. Yes. The season for adoption is now. Yes. The season for healing is now. Exactly. The season to cast the devil out is now. Yes. And Father, we are so grateful, Father. Mm. We know that virtue has come out of him, Father. Mm. Will you please come and restore that virtue? Yes. So that when we go out there, Father, we'll be able to manifest 
to show what is it that we have been yes. told about Gebhard. That we may believe that it is not just a saying. This, there is life in this message. So that we will be able to show off that life. We pray, believing in the name of the Lord and Savior, that you bless each and every person that has came this morning. You know what is in their life. You know what trials and tribulations they are going through. Father, may you please be, give, uh, give them enough faith, sufficient faith, to be able to overcome whatever they are going through. We believe, Father, that you have given us everything that we need, all the material that we need this morning. May we please, Father, go us with us this morning. And will you please bless the pastor, bless the yes. musician, bless the deacons, bless the trustees, bless each and every person that managed to come here this morning. I believe they did not come in vain. This message was just made for them, Father, to be able to go there and be victorious, to be a victor in their life. We pray, believe in the name of our Lord and Savior. Thank you over and over again in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Brother Philip Mafagaza shared a testimony with me of another brother. This brother had nothing in the bank. Zero. Then he said, there is no food in the house. But God, you said, you are a provider. I'm going to take you at your own weight. I'm going to get into pick and pay. And I'm going to load grocery. You, God, will pay for it. Then he went into pick and pay. He pushed the trolley with his wife there. They loaded grocery almost to the value of a thousand. And they went there and he prayed a prayer says, you will approve. Keisha swiped the cut. It said approved. <laughs> then the brother realized that thousand is too little. If things are approved, <laughs> wife, let's get back and do another grocery. They went, loaded another grocer, and they went to the till. They swiped. Now we are approaching 2,000. They swiped. It said approved again. So he bought a grocer that was more than 2,000 with zero bank balance. Look, the brother, the reason is going zero. You, you analyst, you already say, ah, maybe it was a check account, it was overdraft. No, it was savings. No room for overdraft. The power of faith. And this testimony, you know, you know, there are certain testimonies you, you check where they come from because another one you just see that ah, this one wants to make a name for himself. But this testimony is from a very credible, honest brother that we know. So, God will do much if you believe in him. God bless you, Rishi. Amen. 
this song ere muka medi warena otse basere se hlokang yes that's the word we gonna see I'm here, just know one phrase. You know it. Yeah? Oh, we need the lyrics, brothers. I don't know what is the song. Yeah, it's a pillar. As we just grab one phrase, we run with it. It's more like when we studying Africans in those days and they ask you a question on the comprehension test and maybe they just say Bekhraf then you see Bekhraf in the question in the question then you see Bekhraf you just take the paragraph and put it there the teacher will find the answer <laughs> yeah, most of the non-Africans people have passed Africans that way Amen yeah, it's a pelamudi. Ah, it's, it's, it's there. We have sung it before. It's there. Maybe help them. They might be using Zulu to search it. It's a pelang. All right. While they are coming with it, let's say we save a miracle waking God. Then after save a miracle
How many agree we serve a miracle waking God? Um, it was not found. All right. Uh, just give us any song till we meet on Wednesday. Uh, God bless you richly. We appreciate the attendance on Wednesday service. Let's keep it that way. And those that were not there that are able, uh, meet us on Wednesday. Amen. Amen. Is it fine? You're going to be here? Amen. Prayer, Wednesday prayer meetings are critical. It is the engine of the church. Amen. Transport will be arranged for those that are here. Amen. God bless you richly. Just give us a dismissal song. Oh, yes, yeah.